Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Monday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Seth and Elliot going to split the producer, the producer uh, duties today. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, and we here are winding down this semester. We await Sunday the announcement of Florida's bowl game. Gator QB Shane Matthews alongside. Uh, obviously lots to talk about today. We'll do a lot tomorrow too uh, on our uh, Inside the Huddle show, Shane. But let's start with what happened. Look. You can point a lot of fingers and say this, that, the other. Florida scored 38 points, and I, and I said this in the postgame show. If I don't care how they scored them. They could have had, what, 76 safeties, okay? <laughs> if you went to that game and said Florida scores 38 points, I think most fans would have said pretty good chance to win the game. It didn't happen. No, and um, Steve, I had a lot of downtime, so I watched a little bit of their tape. And didn't watch their offense because I, I, I'm an offensive guy, so I just looked at their defense. And I was like, after watching, I was like, we're going to win this game. I thought their defense was horrible. And I told uh, Sean before the game, I said, we're going to win this game. I failed to watch their offense, though. And Jordan Travis was the best player on the field. He was the difference in the football game. You can say we should have run the ball more. However, I, I, I kind of agree, but I disagree because if we complete those complete passes in those couple of series – it's fine. We completed passes for touchdowns. That's how we scored early. You could say we didn't tackle all that. It came down to their quarterback made unbelievable plays and won the game. We'll take calls. 392-8255. There is no Billy Napier presser today. Uh, you can email srussell at wruf.com. Cody Joe says, I'd like to take a more macro view of this year as it relates to last year despite a very different culture and coaching situation. Both teams finished with the same record. And you, what, you, in your opinion, is different, positive or not, than last year to give Gator fans hope? Oh, it's like night and day, the culture of the program. The kids played hard. You never saw one game where we didn't play hard. Um, there were several games last year we did not give great effort. Um, this team, did. This, the record is exactly what I thought it would be. I was hoping for 7-5. and five. I'd say it would be a great year if we went 7-5. and five. Uh, But you'll see a lot of turnover on next year's roster. Yep. Frederick says, uh, after the game, I see the Gator program going backwards, disappointed in the season. Hats off to Carolina and Kentucky, and especially to Brian Kelly, taking LSU to the SEC championship game, uh, representing the SEC West. Well, their year didn't end great uh, with A&M, but they are going to Atlanta. Give them that. Uh, let's see here. Keith in Orlando. What's more important, how you start or how you finish, watching Carolina, FSU, even A&M end their seasons on a high. Gators go out with a whimper. It's truly disheartening. The loss to FSU is bad enough, but the Vandy debacle is inexcusable. Coach Napier and his staff now face a challenge getting his team ready to play and win a bowl game. How the Gators perform from here forward will tell me about this team than this season's six wins. Teams that win bowl games, usually those that work the hardest, does the skater team stay in games? They'll take practice and study seriously. Do they go home to visit families and friends? It doesn't work that way. It, exactly. <laughs> I was just going to say that. 
Uh, but anyway, he says, if, if our opponents Memphis, talent, size, and speed should not be an issue, preparation will determine the outcome. Look, you can win a bowl game 50 to nothing. It doesn't mean, and it doesn't mean you're going to win. Bowl games are just a reward. And whether you win it or lose it, I mean, obviously, when you, anytime you keep score, you want to win. But that has no bearing on your year or your offseason or any of that. And Jonesy, to the point we're talking about, uh, Shane, I believe if the Gators had come out running the football after halftime, it would have been a different outcome because, to me, I don't understand why they came out throwing the football. I've had people ask me that, but if we complete passes in those two series, nobody's saying a word. We scored the first half throwing the football. So, look, there's, there's five or six plays or a couple series that you can point at. Even having said that, we had the ball with a chance to tie it up or win it inside their 20-yard line, and we didn't. I mean, it was a heck of a college football game, I'll tell you that. Get some calls. Daryl, hello. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Hey, Shane, you know what? I'm not disappointed this season because, yes, I'd like to win a few more games, but it's what I expected. So, you know, it is what it is. I I mean, that that's what – I mean, we could go back to the tape that Steve had before the season, and I would say 99% of the Gator Nation would say, I expect this team to be 6-6 six and six or 7-5. and five. And, yes. you know, we could have won a couple of games here or there that were games that we should have probably won, but we didn't. But it is who it is. And here's the other thing. I was talking about this on my show today. We got to find kids that compete – and are used to winning. That goes a long ways. When you've won at the high school level, now I'm not saying not every case, that, that's not every case, but kids that know how to win find ways to win games. Right. Well, I'm going to uh, make a comment and ask you a question, Shane. Jordan Travis, he's day and night from uh, last year to this year. He was the difference in the ballgame. I'm agreeing that with you 100% on that. You know, I woke up Saturday morning and just happened to turn the TV on. The game was back on. And I always listen to you and Sean on the uh, you know, the broadcast, turn the TV volume down. But <clears throat> people were talking about the announcers on ESPN Friday night. And I caught the tail end of the game. They were just harping and harping on the uh, interference call that went against FSU on the day John Reynolds play. Um, from your vantage point, could you tell if that was interference or not? You know, it was so the, the press box or the area where we called the game from was so far away from the field, it was crazy. Um, and I didn't bring my binoculars because I didn't expect that. I will next time I go to Dope Cam, I can promise you that. And our and our feed on the replays and stuff weren't great either. So, look, you can call interference on about every damn play in football. Yes. You know, it's just I I know I mean, was it interference? I don't know, but we got the call. There should have been a face mask on the last play of the game that wasn't called. Uh, I, I know people get upset with officiating, but it usually all plays out pretty much even. Agreed. All right, thanks a lot today, guys. Carol, thank you. Tim, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, guys. Um, you know, overall, it's not the results. that You know, the 6-6, six 7-5, six, whatever that turned out to be, you know, would have been. I, that's not what gets me. What's getting me is the apparent – or maybe I should pose this as a question. What group do you guys think improved throughout the year? Can you can you name one position group that you think, man, we really saw some big strides. Those guys got a lot better. Offensive line. I, I thought the offensive line played outstanding all year. Yeah. I thought our receivers, for the most part, played pretty well for the year. Our running backs are great. 
Um, right, and and the receipt, the the running backs and, and offensive line were our strong suit going into the season, according to everyone. Correct. Yeah, but I think they also improved. Well, okay, but we I, didn't I, see I, a lot of improvement in the other areas, did we? I mean, our defense never changed. We were, to me, we looked to be the same team this weekend that we were against Utah. I didn't really see anything develop, anything change much from us. You know, and then after the game, it's oh, I'm so proud of our guys. Still, we're competing. Like, look, man, well, we didn't compete <laughs> last year. If you watch football. Well, and and that's true. And I don't know that we competed against USF. You know what I mean? There, we weren't this, – this, the, the myth of this culture, I understand part of it, but we made more dumb penalties down, like, towards the end of the year than we did at the beginning of the year. You know, we, we, we continued to do the dumb, bad things. We didn't learn how to call – how to handle, you know, the end of the half with the play clock or with the, with the game clock. I just – there's a lot of things that it doesn't feel like we improved on when we could have. And to say that we improved in the two areas that were our best areas to begin with, okay, you'd like to see that naturally anyway, but what about everybody else? If we were so bad in those other areas, shouldn't they have been the ones to get gains? Not necessarily. And that's where I'm lost is why why can't we improve the bad part? And I don't buy the it's because our kids aren't any good. Okay. Because well, even let, though, I will even, say, I will, even I will, though it might not be Alabama kids, these are still major college recruits. Okay, well, well you just brought up Alabama, okay? best recruiters in America, best players in America, their fans are saying the same thing about their all-world five-star at every position about how bad they were on defense. They didn't improve at all. Okay, Sometimes people talk about the the, the word that drives me crazy in athletics is the word development. There's only so much you can do for an athlete to develop that person. Sometimes they are what they are, and they've hit their ceiling, and they may not get any better. I've seen that first-hand coaching. I've seen it firsthand for 25 years of playing or however long I play. Right. Some guys just don't get any better. And well, that's why I'm telling you this roster, you're not, you're going to have to go buy a media guide next year because it's going to be <laughs> so many new players. Well, and then real quick, last thing to that point, you know, I thought the best play out of the quarterback position for the Gators this weekend was the play Kitten made where he changed the call on fourth and one. So if we, if our players aren't getting any better, why do we keep going with them? Why don't we play next man up? I mean, and I know we did. We kicked out some kids that were having some, you know, causing some problems on the team, apparently. But Tim, I, I I'll answer that question. Okay, yeah, no I problem. get this all the time. Okay, you either trust the coaching staff or you don't. Mm-hmm. It's as simple right. as that. They yeah. see them every day. You know, this next man up is a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> it's it's it, it, it's a made up. Uh, acronym or acronym that is, is ridiculous. Okay, coaches evaluate these kids every practice, every day on tape. I'm not saying they're infallible because they're not. I mean, sure. we we've seen guys who didn't play a lot get a chance to play and they shine. I mean, that happens once in a while. But it boils down to: Do you think the coaching staff is doing the right thing or not? And eventually, that plays out. Okay. Well, and, you know, to that end, right now, I, I still have questions. I had questions okay. before the season. I still That's have questions now. Certainly so, fair it. enough. Okay. Thank you, Tim. Thanks. 1214 time, uh, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Victoria Sywick. Week 12 of the NFL season concludes with a matchup between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Indianapolis Colts. Coverage begins right here at 7.30.
Florida men's basketball is now 4-3 and three on the season after falling to West Virginia last night. Head coach Todd Golden and the Florida Gators will look ahead to their midweek matchup against Florida A&M on Wednesday. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fall to 5-6 and six on the season after losing to the Cleveland Browns yesterday in overtime. The Bucs remain first in the NFC South and look ahead to next week where they face the Saints. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Victoria Sywick. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Been telling you for a while now about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. And thanks to your donations, you've really helped the Road Heaver Boys Ranch out a lot. Well, if you haven't heard of it, let me tell you about it. It's in Palatka. This facility has houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes. They're sustained by donated vehicles, not just cars, a motorcycle, a truck, a van, any vehicle you have, a boat, an RV. Please consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. These kids will take the vehicles, fix them up, and then resell them. Your donations tax deductible and go a long way towards helping a really great cause. Your generosity in this case does a heck of a lot of good. To find out more, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. At Radiant Credit Union, we can't read minds, but we're pretty sure you'd like to save some money. Radiant gives our members a few ways to save a little every day. For starters, Radiant members who use their Visa debit card for signature purchases earn a nickel back on each transaction. And with our Even Up Savings account, they also earn an amazing rate on their spare change from every purchase. Find out all the ways Radiant Credit Union helps you earn and save at RadiantCU.org slash earn more. Federally insured by NCUA. I love the ocean. Me? I love a slow winding river. I love the lake. Slick as glass. But nothing compares to what you love inside the boat. My family. My child. My best friend from first grade. If you're behind the wheel of a boat, pay attention. That way your favorite water will always be safe water. Learn more about boating safety at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Fall means more than football. It's also a great time to get your trees ready for winter. Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, is standing by to help you with all your removal, trimming, pruning, and more projects. Free estimates at Daughtry Tree Service. There is no tree too tall. We do them all. Aquito America's new location is now open, and we want to celebrate the grand opening with you. Come help us in the Gainesville Chamber of Commerce. Cut the ribbon to Okito's second location next to the Flip Factory at 7420 West Newberry Ave on Thursday, December 1st from 5 to 7 p.m. Join us for food, music, giveaways, and tours as we showcase the new Okito America, where you'll find the same great martial arts and dance classes and the same great after-school programs. Okito America, now with two locations to better serve Gainesville. RSVP today on our Facebook page. Order your Thanksgiving dinner from Miapa before it's too late. Thanksgiving is a day to spend with family and friends. Don't spend it in a kitchen cooking. Let Miapa do it for you. We've got your entire Thanksgiving dinner covered. From the roasted turkey to your favorite Miapa sides, rice and beans, Cuban bread, and of course, sweet plantains. All starting at $99. And don't forget dessert. Our Trace Leche's pumpkin spice pie is the sweetest end to a delicious meal. Don't let cooking get in the way of a great meal. Get your Thanksgiving dinner at MiapaLatinCafe.com today. Ho, ho, ho! And what can I get you, little girl? Well, Santa, 
I love to get an apple tree and peach tree and a blueberry bush and herbs too. That's a lot for the elves to handle. Oh, Santa. Just stop by Quality Green Specialist. Plants and flowers always make beautiful holiday gifts. Head on over to Quality Green Specialist's new location at 335 West Michigan Avenue in DeLand or at QualityGreenSpecialist.com. Great plants, sustainable products, friendly expert advice. You know, I thought you'd be into gardening, Santa. Why? Because you like to ho-ho-ho. Gainesville Highfield MRI has recently remodeled and expanded. A beautiful, relaxing waiting room, state-of-the-art imaging, new x-ray and ultrasound services. And as always, at Gainesville Highfield MRI, you are their top priority. They offer evening and weekend hours, same-day scheduling, and accept nearly all insurances. If you've been in a car wreck, had a slip and fall, or just want to get a nagging injury treated, go where doctors send their patients. Gainesville Highfield MRI, in the Millennium Center on 43rd Street and Newberry Road, and online at GainesvilleHighfieldMRI.com. The WRUF Radio app. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM. W-R-U-F Dave Ray's Automotive We get the bugs out of your car It's the most wonderful time of the year, the holidays. AAA says more Americans than ever will be hitting the road this holiday season. And if you're one of them, do yourself a favor and visit Dave Mays Automotive before you hit the road. Dave Mays Automotive is a full-service automotive repair facility, and not only do they fix problems, they can help prevent them too. You've probably heard of the famous Dave Mays Automotive Bug Check. That's where they go over your entire vehicle with a fine-tooth comb and identify any potential issues before they arise. Travel in peace with the knowledge you'll arrive safe and sound. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs Did you hear about Taco Bell's apology? Yeah, they apologized for going too far with their breakfast. Like the naked egg taco and chicken biscuit nachos? It was too much. All you need in the morning is tasty, simple food. Like the breakfast crunch wrap. Fluffy eggs, melty cheese, sausage, crispy hash browns, wrapped in a warm tortilla. Or as some call it, a breakfast crunch thing. Grab one today, only at Taco Bell. At participating U.S. Taco Bell stores during breakfast hours only until 11 a.m. While supplies last, contact local store for hours and participation, which vary. We tried Dynavite for gut health and immune support, and after a couple of weeks, our little gizmo was acting like a puppy again. His coat was shinier, he had a lot less scratching and shedding, and he seemed like his happy old self. My dog smelled and scratched constantly. We bathed and sprayed her, took her to the vet, but no results. Now, a little Dynavite and her food helps Bella keep her beautiful coat with no scratching or smell. Get 10% off your next order of Dynavite nutritional supplements for dogs at Dynavite.com. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dynavite. This message is sponsored by the Florida A&M University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Are you curious about marijuana? Florida A&M University established the Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, also known as MARI, to educate the public about medical marijuana use as well as the detrimental health and social impacts of unlawful marijuana use on local communities. Find out more at mmeri.famu.edu. 
If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Partly cloudy to mostly sunny skies will take us into the evening. Temperatures today cresting in the mid to upper 70s. Tonight starting off mostly clear. We'll have areas of fog impacting our Tuesday morning commute with chilly lows in the lower 50s. A little warmer tomorrow. Highs in the upper 70s and lower 80s. And then on Wednesday, we should near the 80 degree mark. A chance for showers Wednesday night, turning cooler by the time we get to Thursday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Who's your sports villain? Bar in Philly. My sports villain is Jay Will and all of the guards from Duke. Mind you now, Jay Will as a professional level, excellent. But as a college guard in Duke, oh, I couldn't stand him. He always made a shot, always going to the hole. Couldn't, oh man, couldn't stand him. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. From Pylon to Pylon, we are your home for all things football. 63 yard touchdown, and the ball game is tied. You are listening to ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Looking for the best pizza in town? Head on over to Leonardo's Pizza Millhopper. The pizza and garlic knots are incredible, and we'll have you coming back for more. Go check out Leonardo's Pizza Millhopper. Welcome back to Sports Team 392 You can email srussell at wruf.com. James, hello. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume we haven't heard yet if AR is coming back. Do we know that yet? No. Okay. Well, I guess I wanted to ask both of you, or, or maybe Shane in particular, the the inconsistency that we see, because I, I think we all agree, when he's good, he's damn good, and when he's not, he's... he's he, he, anyway, um, is that the kind of thing that if he were to go to one of these quarterback camps or these quarterback gurus or you know something over the offseason, can that in- inconsistency improve, or do you think he's always kind of be a a flash in the pan kind of up and down guy uh this is just my personal opinion take it for what it's worth but i coached against him in high school and that's why i said that he would always be inconsistent he's been the same player uh, ever since i've seen him play football he has a personal quarterback trainer that he works with in jacksonville but look throwing on air in a gym or in a facility is not playing real football um Look, he, he may turn into a great quarterback one day, and I sure hope he does, but um, it's not going to happen overnight, and it's not going to ha- If he comes back next year, you're going to see the same thing, in my opinion. Yeah, that, well, that's kind of kind of what I was getting at. I, I'm not even sure uh, which which to hope for, to be honest with you. It's a good thing he's not factoring me into his, his decision at all. So, anyway. <laughs> all right. Go Gators. Thank you, James. Butch, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. 
my question is, and, and you may not have the answer to this, is Travis and the running back from Florida. I'm a Florida State fan, of course. Um, are they? Um, what year are they? Juniors, sophomores? Do you they, know? Jordan Travis has another year of eligibility. Uh, the running back number three, I can't think of his name now. He was a transfer. From the, he, I think he went to Oregon, but he's from Mississippi. They got like five dudes that play for them from the state of Mississippi. We need to start recruiting there again, by the way. Um, but he's back, too. A lot of their guys are back. Okay, and when you say back, I mean, Travis, you don't think he'd no. try to go and go no. pro? No, he's – look, I think I think the world of Jordan Travis, He he's going to come back for another year of college football, in my opinion, and he'll be a guy that will get a chance – but I don't see him being an NFL starting quarterback. He'd be great in Canada, yeah. by the way. Great in Canada. All right. And, uh, you, you know, I mean, I like I said, I'm a Florida State fan. I'm very, very happy that they won. But the game, I think the game was a toss-up. thought it was a toss-up going in. And uh, Florida State won the games they were supposed to win and lost the ones that they were supposed to lose. So that's kind of what I expected. So thank you guys a lot. See you later. Yep. Thanks, Butch. Gabe says uh, a lot of Gator fans gave Coach Napier a pass this year because of the poor talent he inherited and argue patience to allow time for recruits. Uh, but he said, we're in a new era with NIL on the portal. Southern Cal in bad shape. Riley brought in over 20 quality players from the portal. They're about to reach the, champ- the uh, playoff. Uh, Napier and Riley were hired on more or less the same day. Riley got out of the gate super fast. Is going to the final four. Gators are 6-6. Six and six, Lost to all of our rivals. Going to a bowl that few care about. What's that tell you? It tells me that Lincoln Riley was fortunate that he had Caleb Williams at Oklahoma and he was able to bring the best player in America to be his quarterback. That's what it tells me. It also, he had a track record yeah. of having success with quarterbacks. Right. Right? Billy Napier doesn't have that yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, his quarterback at Louisiana last year served him well. Yeah. But he's not exactly a Heisman guy. Right, but but Lincoln Riley has about six years ahead of Billy right. Napier by coaching at a big school exactly. with two Heisman winners, and he's going to have his third this year. All right. Daryl, hello. How's it going, guys? Good. Uh, it's kind of hard for me to keep hearing this. If I was Anthony, I would just bail out of here because this is, to me, I love you, Shane, but you got to say this kid, Travis, he's been a three-year starter, games under the belt. But but here's the he, thing. His first his first couple of years there, he was you know they wanted to get him out of there too. Let's just be honest and be real. It takes time. I understand. We know Anthony. You know it takes time. But with certain Riley, people, with certain players, it takes time. Some it doesn't. Right. Okay. So I just, it's kind of hard for me to keep hearing this because this is just so much of it on him. We had a gift wrap interception. Take it and go to the house. What's the score of the game? Oh, I, 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 I'm not going to argue that. We've got to quit piling on Anthony. Well, we had a gift wrap. That, that was uh, gift wrap. Okay, well, I, I'm, I'm, people ask my opinion. I understand. I, I'm going to give my opinion. And he right. plays exactly how he played in high school. I said it right. from day one. Okay. I coached against him. Yeah, I know. You and, played against him. I know. Yes. I, mean, I know. And I have nothing against him. I but, love the kid. But right. it, consistency will always be his problem. Whether, but I'm going to say this to you, Shane. Mm-hmm. Your voice. It matters in Gainesville. Which it matters to me, too. But what you're saying, and that's why Gator fans are really just down. I mean, it is up and down, but they're just really just beating this kid to death, really. Well, I'm not and, beating him to death. Lincoln, I'm just, Lincoln. it's facts. I mean, we're, we're okay. not, I mean, so so I, I hear what you're saying, but do, do I come on here and say we need to give him two more years, we need to do this, we want him to come back, we want him to go pro? 
It's his choice. Right. But the bottom line right. is we got to do what wins football games at the University of Florida. It doesn't matter I, if it's Anthony Richardson. doesn't matter if it's Steve Russell. That person that plays that position must be consistent for us to have a chance of winning games. That's across the board, whether it's Florida, LSU, Clemson, you name the school. If your quarterback is not consistent, doesn't matter where he's from, you right. are not going to win football games. Okay, I just heard you saying about Lincoln Riley. Yes, you his put co- him in SEC. You put him in SEC this year with Caleb, uh, the quarterback they had. What's his record going against these SEC powerhouses? This, this defenses and this this was smack. That's not the same football out there in California. Well, it's different, but that dude yeah. is the best player in America. There's no he, he's, he's 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 great. I'm yeah. not gonna, I'm not knocking that. But you put him against these what we have to deal with weekly out here. So it, well, the defenses ain't great this year in the SEC, yeah. except Georgia. Yeah, they are, they are, it, is, it is a little different. Yeah, Georgia's, Georgia's the beast right now. All right, Daryl. Appreciate so, your call. Appreciate Thank you. It. Yep. L- let me just say this. I'm not defending Shane, but I've known him a long time. What you are asking of him is what he's giving you. It's not personal. And, and I think when, when people say – that people are unloading on AR or bashing AR. He doesn't do that. He has, I have an opinion, but my opinion is only based on certain things. The guy across from me has played the position for a long time, and he's telling you what he sees. He's not saying Anthony Richardson's terrible. He's not saying uh, he's a bad dude. He's saying that the word he keeps using, and I happen to agree with it, is consistency. And I, I don't know that anybody would, would say that that's not right. To, to, I mean, look, are you going to have a bad... Spencer Rattler came here and couldn't do a damn thing. And then the last two weeks, it looks like he's a Heisman winner. He's inconsistent, and that's why their record is what it is. And that's... When he's right, he's right. When he's not, and that's just how that is. 1243, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Victoria Sywick. Week 12 of the NFL season concludes with a matchup between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Indianapolis Colts. Coverage begins right here at 7.30. Florida men's basketball is now 4-3 and three on the season after falling to West Virginia last night. Head coach Todd Golden and the Florida Gators will look ahead to their midweek matchup against Florida A&M on Wednesday. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers fall to 5-6 and six on the season after losing to the Cleveland Browns yesterday in overtime. The Bucs remain first in the NFC South and look ahead to next week where they face the Saints. And in the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning heads to Buffalo to take on the Sabres tonight. Puck drop is set for seven. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Victoria Sywick. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Southeast, car to see at 310 Northeast, 39th Avenue. You know, I went there the other day, and I just went to look around for vehicles, even though I love the one I'm driving. I just wanted to look and see what they had, and I was really impressed because the different makes and models, the different choices that you have when you go to Southeast Car Agency is impressive. They do their best every day to bring the widest variety and selection of vehicles for you to choose from. And remember, none of these are new. 
They're all the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. So check them out online, secars.com. Go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. Either way, you'll see a sales staff that always is there to help you but never try to hard sell you a vehicle. You can go online, as I mentioned, and check out the vehicles, too, at secars.com. Most important thing, when you go see them in person, tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people of Southeast Car Agency. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Oh, they're just nice people. It's not a bad, bad trip to the dentist like it was when I was younger. You know, that was a horrible thing, and, and now it's, it's, you go in, and there are nice people there. They talk to you. They don't hurt you. <laughs> this is fairly important to me. Yeah. Well, and you look forward to coming here. It's not yeah. like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to the dentist. It's, okay, we're going in to see everybody exceptional dentistry. It sounds silly, but it makes a difference in the way you look and feel about things, so... It's not just coming to the dentist. It's we come see our friends. Exactly. They're the best. That's it. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Fall is coming up fast. That means football, the World Series, and trees. Fall is a great time to get your trees ready for winter. And Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, are standing by to help you with tree removal, trimming, pruning, and more. 30-plus years of experience means even your toughest tree, stump, or debris removal project is no match for the experts at Daughtry Tree Service. Serving Alachua County and surrounding areas. Call today for a free estimate. At Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall. We do them all. The holidays are a great time to be reunited with friends and family. But as you travel this holiday season, be sure your car is road ready. Tires are your car's first defense on the road. Checking your tire pressure before your trip can help ensure you get to your destination safely. With proper care and maintenance, they'll keep you safely motoring along Florida's highways. For more holiday travel tips, visit FLHSMV.gov. Remember, safety is always in season. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. At Titan MRI, you'll visit the only locally owned and operated MRI imaging center in town. Call them up, start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. Well, Shane, an email to what you've been speaking about, Jim says, given Anthony's obvious limitations to the passer, do you see a way for the offense to get any better next year if he returns? If a defense takes away his ability to run, we appear to have few options on offense. Uh, gosh, I, I don't know. I mean, they'd have to tweak some things. Right now, I know it's limited from a passing standpoint from things that we can do. But, look, he's a phenomenal athlete. We know that his athleticism. I, I used to argue with our strength coaches in the league about athlete and athletic ability. An athlete's one who does everything well. Athletic ability is how high, far you can jump and all that stuff. I used to argue with them. <laughs> I can hear you doing it, that. Because usually too. your quarterback is your best athlete because he's played football, baseball, basketball, golf, tennis. He can do all that. Yeah. Um, Funny. I can just hear you doing Oh, I that. used to go at it with the strength coaches. <laughs> Carrie, hello. Hey, Steve. Um, personally, I think Anthony's doing the best with what he's got. Um, 
It's not always the quarterback, I don't think. I think it's also the receivers. And I think, you know, we blame the quarterback a lot of times, just like we blame the pitchers. Um, You know, if the football team is failing, it's the quarterback's fault. If the baseball team is failing, it's the pitcher's fault. Um, The receivers have to receive and be in their right spots, too just like the batters have to bat uh, and hit the home runs. But but how do so, we know they're not? How do we know that the quarterback's not doing his job? I think that's certainly more uh, visible, readily available to invisible than it is. We, it, we don't know from watching a football game if a receiver's running the wrong route. The, the throw may be bad because the receiver didn't run the right route or didn't round off his route or whatever, but... I think Shane's right. It's 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 a lot more evident, good or bad, with a quarterback. Mm. And Anthony played a couple games hurt too. Okay. So. All right. Thank you, Carrie. Appreciate it. Let's get to Adam here. Adam, hi. Hey guys, Shane and Steve. Pleasure to talk with you guys, man. I appreciate y'all's show. Um, so the season's the regular season's over. We're sitting here at six and six. Um, I'd like to ask a couple of questions here first and then make a statement at the end, if it's okay, Steve. Got to be quick. Got to be a lot of calls. So, so, so my question is this, and primarily to Shane, because um, I know I, I watch Pot Up all the time, man, so like, I, I know basically his opinion, but it's not a redundant question. So with, with the recruiting that – that Billy Napier has done and what he has done with Osiris Torrance, with, uh, with Johnson, with, with everything he's brought in, Trevor Etienne, it's definitely shining on the fact that he knows the players that he needs in his system, right? And he didn't inherit that. So how, much, how, how many wins would you say – or how many losses, rather, you would say is attributed to the players that Dan Mullen left us or the coaching, in-game coaching and the timeouts exclusively? Like I'm saying, do you think we could have won at least two more games this year if Billy has the right players in his arsenal? Hard to say. Very hard to say. Well, I mean, if you have better players, obviously it gives you a better you chance would, of winning. I mean, you would think that, Yes. But I mean, we had opportunities to win multiple games this year. You you know you can you can pick out four or five plays in each game uh, that you lost, and even the games that you won. I mean, you go back and look at Utah. I mean, everything in the world went right for the Gators to win that game. So I mean, it, it it's hard to say. I agree, but I mean, a lot of that has to do with football IQ, right, Shane? Mm-hmm. Um, and the talent that we have on the field, and he's he's five-star all the way with the talent that he's brought here. Like, we all know that. We see that on the field. So he, he has an incredible, like, acumen when it comes to putting the right players into his system. But is there some responsibility attributed to the coaching staff? Sure there is. Of course yeah, every is. Co- Every coach, even when you win us, if you win a, any game, you can go back and say, I should have done this or shouldn't have done that during that, that play or yeah. that series. Just because you win a game doesn't mean you made right coaching decisions. Right. Or if you lose a game, you might have made all the right decisions right. and still lost. Yeah, yeah, and I totally agree with the with the Utah game. Everything went our way, right? And okay, I totally Adam, agree. you have to wrap this up. 
Yeah, and so all I'm saying is that we're more of an eight and four team than we are six and six, and I think that is attributed not only to the players that are on the field, but also the coaching staff, in-game coaching, and the timeouts. Thank you, guys. Okay, okay. thank you, Adam. Appreciate it. Uh, Tony, hello. How are you doing, fellas? Good. Yeah, I, I get the um, the criticism of the inconsistency of um, AR uh, playing the position at quarterback. But just by you guys, do you guys know in the last five years how many games AR has actually played at quarterback? I have no idea. I mean, I know he I heard, he got he, he, he was hurt a lot in high school. I do know that. Yeah, so he missed the season in high school. I heard he played quarterback in tenth grade. He didn't play as freshman sophomore. So you're talking about a guy probably who has less than fifteen, twenty games of um, playing position. And we're comparing, and you know, we're comparing with Caleb Wills and Drake May. And those guys probably have played twenty games in one season in high school, uh, two seasons in high school. So I think when we say that this guy's limited, uh, we're, it's not just a, it's not a fair comparison because his 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 he hadn't had the opportunity to actually get better like some of these other players, whether it be high school or college. Then let me so then let me ask a rhetorical question: Why is he starting? All those things you mentioned would be reason to not start somebody. But he's physically. Does it make does it make you does it make you a good quarterback? I guess my question would be, having said that, do you just want him to try to, to develop into a good quarterback for another twelve games next year? What if it doesn't happen? I mean, that's that's obvious. I mean, you take that chance. Jordan Travis um, proved right for FSU. It, it helped them. They they stuck with them, and this year they they reaped the benefits for them. You know, let's let's not go crazy. FSU didn't win a championship. They're better, yeah. right? But they play in the ACC, which is not a great I mean, he league. threw for less than 50%, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he did. So, I mean, it, it, did he get better because he's played more? Certainly, yes. And you would hope that any player would get better by that, playing with more experience. But we've seen a lot of our own players at different positions play for the last couple of years every game and not get any better. So, I mean, it – it's a crapshoot. It's basically what it is. I just think we, you know, saying when we stand, this guy would never get better, or he would never do this. It's just he hadn't played enough to say that, especially coming from coaches. Okay, I appreciate it, Tony. Right. Thank you, Lewis. Hello. Uh, is this from Lewis? It is. Okay, thank you, Steve, for taking my call. Uh, I want to pick up on that word consistent. I think Shane is correct. The word consistent. Uh, is is a, is a big word and it's very uh, meaningful. However, in order for a quarterback to develop that consistency, things around him must be consistent. Anthony hasn't looked at a, a core of receivers that he could depend on all year long. Every game there's something changing, the pieces moving. The offensive line has not been consistent all year long. They've gotten better, but they've not been consistent all year round. And of course, Anthony has played eight or, or nine games this year um, where he was the starter, so he not have to worry about somebody coming in and he's on and off the field. Consistency, consistency comes with time. And, and that's also consistency. Uh, you got a new coach coming in with a whole new playbook. If things change around you, it's hard to develop. Yes, he's an athlete. Yes, he's got talent. 
But you've got to keep factors the same. That's why in the NFL they bring in pieces to put with, with, uh, with quarterbacks so that you can, they can become. Uh, so to say he's never going to be consistent, I, I totally disagree. Uh, what you just described, Lewis, is why coaches lose their jobs. You just, you just described exactly how coaches lose their jobs. Because okay. they don't recruit well if they're not consistent on a plan to win. No, no, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I, I got to call you out here. Okay? I do. I got to call you out, my friend. Okay? Now, it, I'm just – nobody at the beginning of this season talked anything about Anthony Richardson's inexperience. Nobody talked anything about how many games he had played or the talent around him. He was going to win the Heisman Trophy. He was going to be all that in a slice of bread because of what the flashes he showed last year. And now all of a sudden, I didn't say you did. I'm just saying people were saying that. But here's my point about the, the coaching thing. If you wait too long, you're gone. You're gone. Yeah, oh, but but that's the difference between an adult being a head coach, running a team, keeping discipline, and all of that on a team. That's totally different than a twenty-year-old a, a kid getting his first start for an entire season, the way he can grow in the belt. But you can't. You that's the point. If you if you say and you wait for somebody to grow and develop, no, say, I'm not saying wait. I'm you saying, just said you just used the word wait. No, 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 no. no, no. What I said, Steve. Keep things around Anthony consistent. Gates hadn't done that. He's got a different corps of receivers to throw to. He's got different that offensive lines. He worked with those out. receivers all summer. All but, summer. That, listen, but if you say, look at what happened to Trask when he got in the bowl game. He couldn't hit the side of a barnyard because he was used to Pitts and, and that other kid that was real quick that played wide receiver. Okay. He couldn't hit the side okay. of a Okay, well, we'll agree to disagree, my friend. Thank you for your call. Um, quick email here. I, I'm tired of excuses. I, I'm just tired of well, excuses. Here, here's my thing. It, like I said, it doesn't matter who the quarterback, what school we're talking about here. Everybody talks about give him time. But then everybody's pissed off we went 6-6 six and six this right. year. Right. You can't have it both ways. Coaches get fired over that. Okay? And, again, I'm going to go back to there wasn't – maybe they, they talked to you on, on your show, Shane, but here – there was nothing about his inexperience, no. nothing. He was going to be everything. And I'm not saying that against the kid. I'm saying what fan expectation was coming into this year. Hour two coming up. Stay with us. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. R-U-F. Are you sick and tired of living with that constant pain in your knees and back? You know, joint pain doesn't just keep you from doing what you love. It affects your job, your relationships, even simple things like getting dressed. Hey, it's Steve Russell. It's time to call QC Kinetics. They use advanced regenerative medicine to restore and repair damaged joint tissue, giving you your life back. Hips, shoulders, elbows, they can all be treated with natural biologics from your own body. Powerful healing agents, highly concentrated. If you're tired of steroid shots that don't work, or if you're trying to avoid surgery, call QC Kinetics now to schedule your free consultation. 
Learn about these exciting new cutting-edge treatments for pain caused by arthritis or injury. No drugs, no pain meds, no downtime. This is an all-natural treatment that can get you lasting relief. People here are raving about the results. Appointments are now available for this coming week. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. It's the most wonderful time of the year, the holidays. AAA says more Americans than ever will be hitting the road this holiday season. And if you're one of them, do yourself a favor and visit Dave Mays Automotive before you hit the road. Dave Mays Automotive is a full-service automotive repair facility, and not only do they fix problems, they can help prevent them too. You've probably heard of the famous Dave Mays Automotive Bug Check. That's where they go over your entire vehicle with a fine-tooth comb and identify any potential issues before they arise. Travel in peace with the knowledge you'll arrive safe and sound. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Aquito America's new location is now open, and we want to celebrate the grand opening with you. Come help us in the Gainesville Chamber of Commerce. Cut the ribbon to Okito's second location next to the Flip Factory at 7420 West Newberry Ave on Thursday, December 1st from 5 to 7 p.m. Join us for food, music, giveaways, and tours as we showcase the new Okito America, where you'll find the same great martial arts and dance classes and the same great after-school programs. Okito America, now with two locations to better serve Gainesville. RSVP today on our Facebook page. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Silverback Concrete is a family-led team of heavy concrete specialists that build commercial structures with unrivaled quality. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene alongside the Gator QB Shane Matthews. I'm Steve Russell. Elliot's producing today. Uh, as you can imagine, uh, we have a lot of calls, a lot of emails, so please... Keep your comments pretty short. I want to get to as many of these as I can. Uh, I believe Carrie is first. Carrie, hello. How y'all doing today, Steve? Hey, Carrie, doing good. I just want to say one thing. I'm so tired of Gator Nation. I love the Gators, but, man, we got to stop this. The first half of that game, everybody loved Napier play calling. Ain't nobody complained one time. Second half, Anthony Richard, inconsistency. Everybody want to talk about we need to run the ball more. We got to throw the ball. We going to have – get me a pure passer back there. I'm tired of watching this gimmick offense. I'm tired of watching this uh, design run for the quarterback. That ain't what you play quarterback in college football for. This is not what you play quarterback for. You play quarterback to throw the ball. So get me somebody back there to throw the ball. Go get Drake May. I'll take him. <laughs> so so it's Shane. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty good. All right. Kerry, thank you for your call. Look, I, I in to, Shane, you know how it, today's game, almost every quarterback runs a little bit. Oh, yeah, there's no question. I mean, you look at, you know, every quarterback has some type of running ability. Um, but like Kerry said, I'm with him. I, I mean, maybe one or two or three design runs per game. 
that doesn't take away your scrambling ability. But you watched Caleb Williams. You know, they, they call about three run plays for him every game, usually down near the goal line. Um, same same with most of these quarterbacks. So, yeah, I, I mean, we, we got to complete passes. We need consistency. And, and maybe Anthony's that guy next year. Maybe it's somebody else. I don't know who it's going to be. And here is the thing that's interesting. Let's take Travis. Okay. Yeah, he was very inconsistent. Okay. 13 of 30. Yeah, less than 50%. Anybody in Tallahassee today calling and saying what a bad quarterback he is? I doubt it. Why? They won the game, number one. And he ran – now, these were not all design runs. 15 rushes for Travis. And some of that was scrambling around. Uh, I, w- I don't know if they called any – yeah, I take that back. Probably three, three yeah, there design were some design runs. runs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, hello. What's going on? How y'all doing? Good. Yes, Shane tried to tell us all summer. Um, he played football. I didn't, so I trust him. Um, I just – I don't think Anthony's really that good. I mean, it's hard to say. I know people don't want to hear it, but I tell my friends up here in Georgia, I said, surely there's another Bennett somewhere that Florida can get. We'll see. I mean, it's just – we've got, got, to get us, got to get us a quarterback. All right, we need a lot of things. Yeah, that that's that, and that's yeah. a good point. Oh yeah, we yeah we do. But just I'm, you played the game, you know what a quarterback needs to be doing, and we just don't have it. But yeah, we yeah we need a whole lot of help. That's for sure. But just people thought he was going to win the Heisman, but you see. All right, thank you, Daniel. Uh, Bill says Shane, you said the Gator playbook is small, limits the plays Napier can call. You've also said if AR stays, he'll play like he has this year. Is this because of what you call a low football IQ? Would the Gator program be better off if AR goes pro or stays another year? It's just my opinion. Um, I've just I, I can t- you can tell when people understand and have a feel for the passing game by accuracy and in- mostly by anticipation and knowing where to go with the football. And it's just been a small sample size. What 13, 14 games he started, uh, but that's just what my eyes have told me. Um, do I think he's going to go? I do think he's going to go pro, and I think he's crazy not to go pro. Uh, Patrick, I'm, sometimes when you email me, grammar is an issue, so <laughs> I'm going to try to sift through this. Hypothetically, you're an 18-year-old five-star. Uh, you are what school are you going to play football for? You can't pick UF and why. I don't know what that means. Well, it depends on what position you play as well. Right. Um, so, Patrick, try again uh, is what I'm saying. Uh, Rick, hello. Yes, hello. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, we know where I stand on this quarterback, but I just wanted to say in the third quarter, the team went three out three times, three and out three times in a row. I don't know if you guys caught that. I'd also like to mention Florida State was five and six in the red zone. We only got it into it twice, but we were two and two when we got there. So that was good. Their quarterback, uh, Steve, you had made the comment that uh, statistics were similar. Well, they were, but again, it's not it's not the amount of yards or where they are. It's points that win the game. So, you know, yeah, they scored be, seven more points. But it, I'm talking about again five or six in the red zone. It, it takes a little bit further analysis if, when you're using statistics to point out where the problem is. I know you guys know how I feel about that. And the other thing was. Last week, someone commented, or this was after the game, that uh, they were scared when when the backup quarterback came in. Well, 
they're scared because he hadn't had a chance to play all year long. And when he came in, he did fine once again. But that's my final comment. I hope Richardson goes pro. Wish him well. Wish he'd hurry and go pro and announce it. And that's all I got to say. Thank okay, you. thank you. And I, lo- I love Rick next year if the quarterback plays and doesn't do well. I wonder if the, the backup guy should then play. Uh, Honolulu Gator, hello. Hello, guys. I'm going to try to keep it quick. I just wanted to give my perspective on the season as a whole in a bit here. Um, Are you in Hawaii? Coaches, uh, I'm not. I, uh. I lived in Hawaii for a long time. I'm back in Gainesville. <laughs> um, so we had a uh, head coach two coaches ago who pretty much failed in strength and conditioning and player development, I think, through arrogance. And then we follow that with a head coach who was too arrogant to think that he had to work hard on the recruiting trail because he could do better with any players and So we have a coach now that comes in with a real spotty talent and not a lot of depth. And we beat two top 20 teams, and we were on the verge of getting blown out by, let's see, LSU, FSU, and let's see, who's the other third one that we were on the verge of getting blown out by, Um, and managed to be within – one drive of winning all three of those games. I think that's pretty awesome for what we had. Um, Kentucky and um, Vanderbilt is not really excusable, but I got a heck of a lot of faith in what the coach is building right now, and hopefully he gets into that transfer portal. If AR is going to get drafted in the first two rounds, he'd be crazy not to go because another season like this is just going to kill his draft status. Um, but I think our future's bright. Everybody who's complaining about the Gators this year is just crazy. This guy walked into a horrible situation, and he's he's done well. Okay. And AR is a great kid. I hope the best for him. All right. Appreciate you. Thank you for your call. Uh, Bradley says, why did you say, Shane, at halftime looking at the tape, Florida State isn't that good? At halftime? I didn't say that. That's I'm just reading what he wrote. No. I, I, well, I mean, I watched tape of them before the game, and I mentioned – I don't know if it was on air, but I know I mentioned it in the press box that I didn't think their defense was very good. Larry says, uh, should Napier bring aboard an offensive coordinator, play caller, giving him more time to focus on his role as the CEO? A new special teams coach should be hired. Uh, your thoughts? Uh, special teams, I'll leave that up to them, but offensive coordinator, uh, zero, no chance. I, I wouldn't. He's That's what got him the job, and there's a lot of really good coaches that – Call their own plays that are head coaches. Uh, let's see. Steven says, AR apparently projected to be a first-round pick, but Shane, you said there are things about his play that can't be improved. They are what they are. If that's true, what areas about him can the NFL coaches improve? Well, the NFL people think they can make you. It's, it's no different than the NBA, you know, and, and I hope he becomes a great pro. But you have got to be an elite thrower to play at a high level in that league. I think he will be a lot like Justin Fields. Runs for 85 yards, goes 13 of 27 for about 140, but causes problems because of his athleticism. Yeah, and you and I have talked about Justin Fields because they have changed the offense yeah. for him, yeah. made him more of a runner, and while he's not the, a great... But the, but the problem in that league, you ain't going to last very long because those are trained killers, and they are paid <laughs> to hurt quarterbacks. <laughs> Mike, Hello. <laughs> Thank you for taking my call. Sure. I don't I don't want to join in with a chorus of complaints about AR is doing the best he can. My issue is with what little defense we had because Tennessee, LSU, Georgia, and Florida State were 
We gave it 38, 45, 42, and 45 points. And in the LSU game, we're just sitting there. Are we ever going to get a third down stop? Mm-hmm. And Shane, I think you said in one, it might have been post game analysis that you said, well, we need to at least occasionally get, give up less than six yards on first down. I mean, it would be second and four or second and whatever. And then uh, if it was third and 12, they get a 13 yard gain and we couldn't seem to stop it. So, AR was constantly having a uh, battle from behind. We never got comfortable leads for him. And if we can start building our defense, I think that the rest of it will fall into place because the offense will not be going out there thinking they have to save the day. In fact, sometimes he can go a little more conservative and try to run the clock some. But this year it was deer in the headlights look for our defensive players. They were eight to ten years off the ball from all the receivers. It got better toward the end, but you saw how Travis at FSU just ran circles around the linemen. They couldn't catch up to him. We used to have those quick linemen and linebackers who would nail them in the backfield or stop them for no gain, and we just don't have that right now. That's called talent acquisition. Yeah, and I, I will say this. You mentioned, uh, I think it was Georgia, LSU, Tennessee games. Well, and maybe one other team, I can't remember. Oh, FSU. Well, out of those four teams, only one of them has a good defense. The other three teams gave up gave up a bunch of points to us as well. They just they just scored maybe one more touchdown than we did. So, it, it, the, the the entire roster is going to be rebuilt, and I still say it will take till year three, but I think they will be hot and heavy in the transfer portal. Agreed. Mike, thank, thank you. you. Yep, appreciate your call. 114 Time Check brought to you by Hey Shirley, ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Scarlett Cooney. The Indianapolis Colts will host the Pittsburgh Steelers tonight in an AFC Monday night football matchup. Both teams are coming off losses, so are hungry for a win. Kickoff is set for 8:15 with coverage beginning right here at 7:30. At the college level, Florida men's and women's swimming and diving will be competing in USA Swimming's US Open in Greensboro, North Carolina. This meet will start Wednesday, November 30th and go through Saturday, December 3rd. The Stephen C. O'Connell Center will see a doubleheader in basketball on Wednesday. Gator women's basketball will start the night against the Prairie View A&M Panthers at 5:30. Florida men's basketball will then host the Florida A&M Rattlers at 8. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Scarlett Cooney. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. The cooler weather couldn't have come at a better time because now's the time for the Polaris of Gainesville inventory clearance sale where you can save hundreds, even thousands on tracker boats and Polaris off-road vehicles. Enjoy the great outdoors with family and friends in the cool fall air. It's hunting season. So save on the off-road vehicle you need. And for bass fishermen, the fall spawn is happening right now. And those bass just love being hooked by tracker brand boaters. At Polaris of Gainesville, the 2023s are here and the 2022s must go now 
Take advantage of interest rates as low as 4.99% and rebates up to $6,000. Enjoy free extended factory warranties on select Polaris models and payments under $99 per month on youth models. Now's the time. Polaris of Gainesville is the place for the end-of-season inventory clearance sale. U.S. 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Online at PolarisofGainesville.com. Rebates and incentives on specific models. See Polaris of Gainesville for details. Interest and rates determined by lender with approved credit. At Radiant Credit Union, we can't read minds, but we're pretty sure you'd like to save some money. Radiant gives our members a few ways to save a little every day. For starters, Radiant members who use their Visa debit card for signature purchases earn a nickel back on each transaction. And with our Even Up Savings account, they also earn an amazing rate on their spare change from every purchase. Find out all the ways Radiant Credit Union helps you earn and save at RadiantCU.org slash earn more. Federally insured by NCUA. The holiday season is right around the corner. So give the gift that's hard to wrap, but easy to give. Give them a steal. From powerful trimmers, blowers, and chainsaws under the tree to branded accessories stuffed in their stockings, the Steel Holiday Gift Guide has something for everyone. Visit your local steel dealer or go to steelusa.com slash gift guide. Real steel. Find yours. Available at participating dealers while supplies last. Gainesville Highfield MRI has recently remodeled and expanded. A beautiful, relaxing waiting room, state-of-the-art imaging, new x-ray and ultrasound services. And as always, at Gainesville Highfield MRI, you are their top priority. They offer evening and weekend hours, same-day scheduling, and accept nearly all insurances. If you've been in a car wreck, had a slip and fall, or just want to get a nagging injury treated, go where doctors send their patients. Gainesville Highfield MRI, in the Millennium Center on 43rd Street and Newberry Road, and online at GainesvilleHighfieldMRI.com. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, 2021, and 2022. As well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Visor's Rooftop at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is the perfect place to keep the tailgating going during and after Gator games. That's Visor's Rooftop, open until 1 AM every game day. No more games, so we got to change that up. Yeah. Welcome back to uh, Sports Team alongside Shane Matthews. I'm Steve Russell. Elliot producing today. Don joins us now. Hi, Don. Don, go ahead. No, Don. Okay. Uh, let's get to a couple of emails here. I will take these, I will take these in order. Uh, but please don't send me war and peace because I can't read them all. Lee says, positive from year one, team fights hard, recruits well, culture better, calling next level run game. Negatives, subpar pass game, boring route tree, no feel for when to call certain plays, middle eight, clock management, not good. A lot of negative is execution and talent, but it's reductive to say it's all players. And this idea that it's a few plays here or there doesn't give us the reality that the staff was lost at times. Vandy and USF shouldn't be running cover zero and know when you're going with the ball in every play. It shouldn't take seven games to figure out running soft zone cover three. Didn't work. Coaching has to get better. But after watching Michigan, I have hope. It took Harbaugh six years to run the system. Uh, will Billy have this much self-awareness? 
will Gator fans be patient enough to give them four to five years? Uh, I agree with most of that, but Vanderbilt did not play us in cover zero. And Michigan really is. We were just talking about this off air, okay? This is how fast the worm turns. If Harbaugh had not won the Ohio State game last year, arguably he might have been out as Michigan's coach because you've got to beat your rival, mm -hmm. right? Now, who's the pressure on? Ryan Day. He was a genius two years ago. Now he can't coach. That's what, that's what this is. And they want to hire Urban back. Yeah, that's what this is, ladies and gentlemen. That, that's exactly a microcosm of the sport. Uh, BB says, any inkling which players uh, are going to stay or go? No. Uh, summary for the SEC football games uh, this year, one crazy bipolar conference all year. It's been great. Yep. Uh, Bob says, I have no idea where the caller David was watching this year thinking the Gators were looking like a top 10 team. Very disappointing year all around. Expected a better year than last year, but this was worse. Probably the worst defense in history of the program. He said that last year. Oh. And there's really no present evidence the future will look better. For the first time in a long time, I can't say I can't wait till next year. I have no expectation next year, so I won't be disappointed. I felt like this year was a lot better than last year. Effort was certainly better. Colonel Tom, I like Shane's take on next year's uh, needing a program. I think it'll take a full three years to purge the program. Getting a new roster is a huge part, but having Coach Napier's upper class make up a majority of the roster will be huge. Two position groups, I like returning our offensive line and running back. He said, for you, Shane, to keep up the good work. And, and, you know, I say year three, but if we get the right kids in the portal that have played, I'm not talking about the recruiting class, it could be much quicker. Uh, Don says, agree with you on the missed pass to Johnson. Also, the missed interception in the first half. We pick, pick it, he scores. Another example of a few plays that changed the game. I'm all out on Coach Napier, but question why we tried to throw so much coming out in the third quarter after having so much success running the ball. But we, we threw the ball in the first half with a lot of success. So, look, that, that's, I, I, I totally get where fans are going with that. Totally get it. But if Anthony completes a few passes in those series, ain't nobody emailing you about it. Right. You know, it's, it's all comes down to execution and this did Billy when when things didn't work, yeah, you go back after the game and you're like, damn, I should have called this or that. That's just that's football. And then you'll love this one. In the portal, what's a position of need? All every position. Thank so, you. So, you know, when you look at the NFL draft and they're talking about best available, we need to take the best available at every position if it can make our team better. Mike said it's a shame it took the last play of the third quarter of the last game of the year for AR to finally give his team 100% with his heart and legs. Uh, and he talks about the basketball team. What is he talking about? I don't know. And now remember, Todd Golden, I think, is in his seventh game. Right? He's four and three. Uh, his performance yesterday, the worst I can remember in 60 years mm. of watching Gator basketball. Didn't I hear that about Mike White, too? It wasn't great, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's the worst ever, but look. Seven games yeah. into... And, yeah. Basketball's a long year. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. David, I don't understand all the calls and emails about Florida's offense. If I'm Napier, my first priority is how to fix the defense. They've been horrendous at every level. That's a great point. I mean, if you look at I don't know what we – we're averaging well over 30 points a game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and, and, and I mentioned it 
before the year that I thought our front seven was not SEC caliber. That's the biggest problem. We got to get some dudes up front. Well, here you go. Chris says, AR not the reason you have lost. He's been inconsistent. The whole team has been too. Offense good enough to win several games. Defense improved. We need more dudes is what he actually says, Shane. I agree. In the front seven, very little depth. Overall, team played extremely hard. believe improved over the course of the season, headed in the right direction. Uh, John, hello. Hey, guys. Enjoying the show. And those previous two emails uh, were about what I was calling for. Uh, you know, we've been scoring. Other than the Kentucky game, we've scored enough to win. If I'm, if I'm Coach Napier, you know, what I'd like to see going in next year is, is something needs to be done about this defense, whether it's the coordinator or not. And I would be on – we've been spending money like we've got it going, you know, like, like we got plenty of it. I'd be on the phone call today to the special teams coordinator at South Carolina, South Carolina asking him to come take over our special teams. If we can have better special teams and our defense could just be a top 40 defense, we have two, maybe three more wins this year. Yeah, for whatever the reason, Florida has not been good on special teams in a while. We've had some decent punt returns recently, um, but I'm trying to think other than that, yeah, it's been kind of bad. Well, remember, Urban specialty was blocking kicks, blocking, you know, really put a lot of emphasis on the special teams. That's really, since he's gone, that's not been the case. Yeah, and, and I mean, South Carolina has been really good on special teams. They've been fortunate. I mean, the Clemson guy fumbled a punt. They ran a couple of fakes. We've run no fakes this year that I can think of. Um you know, we'll see. But, yeah, defensively, there's no question we need uh, to improve the roster. Okay, John. But enjoy the show. Enjoy the show, guys. <clears throat> I appreciate you doing that, John. Thank you. Uh, let's see. William says, apologies if already addressed. Have you guys seen the smoke about Hartman? How would you feel about him coming here? Richardson went pro. Very good player. Um, He's thrown like 108 touchdowns in his career. He's a good player. I don't I don't know what the status there. There's been um, rumors out there. He'll have one year, which is fine. I the, the days of like, you know, back when I played, there was no transfer pouring that. But every now and then you go handpick a guy from JUCO. Can't build your program around JUCO. Which you really, you, you didn't. You just wanted to get a couple guys here and there. Now, I don't care if they're here for one year. That's what you want. I mean, whatever you can do to make your team better. Ellison Lake City, wondering why Kerwin hasn't moved up to a bigger league. He's proven himself to be a winner. He's won conference championships as well. Yeah, they had a decent year this year. I can't remember exactly what his record was. I think it was right around 500. Uh, very good on offense, but he's at a good spot now, Western Carolina. And then uh, Kevin says, when a team scores 38, shouldn't they win the game? I do think the defense looks to me like they're getting stronger, but definitely need some more talent. Yeah, it's, it's hard to – you know, because I try to look at it both ways, Steve. We scored 38. They scored 45. So, they're going, damn, our defense stinks too. We gave up 38. Yeah, but I bet you they're not getting calls like that today because no. they won the game. Yeah. Jack, hello. Hey, guys. hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, for all the callers out there, don't blame Shane for being brutally honest. He played, he played three years for a guy that's the most honest head football coach ever, okay? That's true. Maybe that's where I got so, it from. Yeah. It's his and fault. I, and, I, and I appreciate it. Blame that on him. Uh, you know, guys, the one thing that just irritates me is like when they reverse the call on the, on the kid, the Florida State quarterback's knee hitting the ground, that we have plenty of time to get a defense set. And they've come back out. I think it's third and eight. Third, I can't remember what the down was. 
our defense wasn't even set. I mean, we're calling in plays way late on offense and defense to where our kids can't even get set. I mean, that's a that's a time management coaching issue. I mean, do y'all have y'all noticed that? I'm trying to remember. I do remember that review. I, I don't remember us not being set. I know it was no, a, we were our defensive linemen were standing up, Shane. They weren't even set. Yeah, I don't know why. I do know that one time it was going the opposite direction. I can't remember if it was first or second half. We did have to call a timeout because we only had 10 guys on the field on defense. Right. That's happened a couple right. of times uh, on that side of the ball, whether it's it's guys not paying attention on the sideline, like, you know, because a lot of times you change your defensive personnel depending on what the personnel the offense is in, whether they're in 11 personnel, right. 12 personnel, whatever it is. And, right. yeah, I, I that, that should not happen. I agree. Well, uh, again, uh, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'll be 61 in the next month. I feel like we're back in the 70s and 80s. Uh, again, there were some bad decisions made for coaching. But, you know, as far as Billy goes, I feel like he's the guy. He, You know, the reason we're in where we're in right now is, um, Steve, maybe you can answer this. When is the last time we put back-to-back really great recruiting classes together? Was it Urban? I know Muschamp had a couple of years there, and, uh, you know, but mainly defense. We had great uh, – signed some great offensive linemen that went on to be great pros. But, you know, my only thing with Billy is, you know, like, shave, shave before the game and put on some orange and blue. I'm wearing my orange and blue in the Swanee, Georgia right now. Go Gators. Okay, guys? All right. Thanks, Jack. 129 time check brought to you by Hayes Shirley, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Then I was going in to have chemo, and before we put in my port, I called and said, I need to come in because that's one of the things about being healthy, is to have healthy teeth and mouth and wanted to get uh, looked at before I went in. They worked me in right away, and I felt so much more confident about going into chemo and also having them back me up as my health care team and the family that's behind me and that. Dr. Art called us and said, is there anything you need? And you just don't understand what that means until you go through it, that you've got people behind you, plus such a caring group of people that you can call at any time and say, I have a problem. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. When you are injured in an accident, do you really want to call an attorney's office based on the size of their firm? You should ask yourself this question. Can I afford to get lost in the shuffle at a time when I need individualized attention the most? I'm Jack Fine, Gainesville's accident attorney for over 40 years at Fine Park, Ash and Parla Piano. When you call our office, you will speak to one of our four experienced attorneys at no charge. Fine Park, Ash and Parla Piano. Local representation, big firm results. Visit ffplaw.com for a free consultation. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things, for our planet. Planning a road trip to visit family and friends this holiday season? Now is the perfect time to make sure your car is getting optimal gas mileage. First, check your tires and make sure they are inflated to proper pressure. Remove heavy items like golf clubs from your car and plan on packing light. And minimize stops on longer trips to help maximize your fuel economy. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a hundred things, a thousand things, a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? 
from the UF Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. Partly cloudy to mostly sunny skies will take us into the evening. Temperatures today cresting in the mid to upper 70s. Tonight starting off mostly clear. We'll have areas of fog impacting our Tuesday morning commute with chilly lows in the lower 50s. A little warmer tomorrow. Highs in the upper 70s and lower 80s. And then on Wednesday we should near the 80 degree mark. A chance for showers Wednesday night turning cooler by the time we get to Thursday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. I don't think there's anybody who thought Patrick Mahomes doesn't have enough time to be able to go down and score and, and beat the Chargers. <laughs> That's how I felt. No, and, and, and look, I I just realized, you know, there's just certain things where in sports you accept it. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Looking for the best pizza in town? Head on over to Leonardo's Mill Hopper. The pizza and garlic knots are incredible. That's Leonardo's Pizza Mill Hopper. 392-8255, email srussell at wruf.com as we come down to the final half hour of sports scene for this Monday. Jake, hello. Hello. Um, got a question kind of for Shane. I'm going to probably stay off the UF bandwagon here. Season's over. Most people are unrealistic. So I got a question for you, Shane. Do you think uh, it's time for Brady to kind of hang it up? Or do you think if he wanted to come back for another year, it would be fair enough or what? It seems like to me, I've been a big Brady fan, a big Mahomes fan. You know, Mahomes has uh, he's really done well. Brady since he started. But it seems like what happens is obviously everybody, as you get older, does it look like to you his release is a little bit slower? Obviously his feet are a little slower. Does he seem to be getting the ball off a little slower to you? Uh, I don't think so. I just think, I mean, heck, he's, what, 45? I just don't think Tampa Bay's very good. I don't think they can yeah. protect. I don't think they have great guys on the outside. I think Mike Evans is getting old. Godwin's pretty good yeah. in the slot. Uh, Julio Jones is old. I just I just don't think they're as good a football team as people think. You think that's the problem? Well, the challenge, because, again, they gave a game, game away yesterday. They probably gave away a game they should have won against the Browns. And it just seems like to me it's, you know, again, it's, it's been a kind of an off year for them. But, you know, I don't have an eye for speed or a radar gun, but I was just wondering if maybe he's not getting the ball off as quick as he used to. But uh, I'd say the Bucks are having a hard time. But yeah, that, as far as the Gators that, that, go, hopefully we'll be good. Yeah, that division, the, the the Bucks division is terrible, but they'll probably win it. Yeah, yep. everybody's on the losing end, aren't they? Yep. I don't think anybody's on the plus side in there. So, but uh, Mahomes right. is a credible guy. He's just unreal. Thanks. Jake, thank you. Um, uh, Dominic Lovett from Missouri, the wide receiver transfer. transfer. I'd get on the phone with him. And, and again, why? Because he, I think he wants to play for a winning team. Yes, and he he will get paid. He he had seven hundred yards this year, right? It wasn't like he get, was getting thrown the ball, yeah. right? 
Uh, okay, let's get to some emails here. Larry says, congrats to the volleyball team for winning their 25th SEC championship. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, co-champions with Kentucky. Uh, and watching the basketball team, he has concerns about defense again. Football, what can I say? Good luck in the bowl game going forward next year. Uh, it's funny. Kent, weren't everybody complaining about us playing too good of defense under Mike White? Yeah. Um, and, and again, seven games, you're going to yeah. turn it around. Uh, Kenneth says, I agree with Shane. Richards has been inconsistent, but FSU quarterback threw 17 incompletions, had three very good receivers. He threw 18, only one receiver he had to target almost every play. Difference was the FSU quarterback running the ball or the ability to tackle anybody. Uh, one recruiting class won't get this out of the hole. It'll take three years to get things right. I believe next year will be the same, so buckle up. It's going to be a long ride for a couple of years. Yes, and it could change in the portal. I mean, all of FSU's, when I was looking at their roster, all their playmakers portal. were from the portal. Big time. Tony says, funny, they sent Sean Kelly out to Portland just to see basketball. got smoked last night. <laughs> Castleton scoring 30s like AR throwing for 400. Neither really helped the cause against good teams. Castleton has to play much better as the competition improves. Uh, let's see here. Todd. Florida State came out in the third looking like they made some adjustments defensively. Do you think Florida made any adjustments? Yes. I mean, that's another thing that bothers me because we, as fans, don't know what the adjustments or what's going on in the locker room. Okay, I can promise you, even if you're up 52 to nothing, coaches don't go in there and don't talk about anything. Stuff is being talked about. Just because we sputtered around and had to punt, I think two or three straight times, doesn't mean we made any adjustments. Yes, Florida State apparently made adjustments, but that's just the rub of, uh, rub of the green, as they say. And here's something Todd said. Um, once again, we made another average quarterback look like a Heisman contender. Let me just say this again so you all understand, okay? Jordan Travis, 13 of 30. Mm-hmm. Now, he threw for 270. There were big plays there, and he made plays with his feet, right? He gained uh, 83 net yards. So what I like, like I said, I try to look at it from both, both sides. He's inconsistent, but he made more plays than we made. And I like to look at it like if you go back and you look at the Utah game, they got everybody excited. I personally didn't think Anthony played that great in that game. If you look at his numbers, he just made plays kind of how Jordan Travis made, yes. plays that were crucial in the outcome of the ball game. And I'm not nitpicking Travis here, but again, 13 of 30. Now, he threw for 270 in those 13 completions, so they're big plays mm-hmm. in those completions. So you go, well, wow, that's a big play quarterback. Yeah, he, the, the completions he made, a lot of them were big plays, but because those runs of his were spectacular, where he just eluded pressure, I'm going to go back to the numbers. 15 carries, 83 yards. Five and a half yards a carry, good. Those aren't Heisman Trophy numbers. No, no. Speaking of that, uh, did you watch USC the other night, Steve? A little bit, yes. Okay, so Kayla Williams had this scramble. Oh, and he yeah. only ran for like, he gained, I think, eight yards. But they, they clocked, or not clocked it, but they did the distance, he ran over 81 yards in this scramble. Yeah. And only for like an eight-yard gain. Yeah. Uh, J.D., hello. 
Hey, uh, Steve and Shane, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be negative here. Uh, and, and I understand we, we, um, we have a lot of, a uh, lot of holes in the, in the, uh, roster. But let me ask you this. Um, the two teams that I'm, I'm assuming we're, we're chasing would be Georgia and Alabama. I mean, right now we're at the bottom of the East. So, uh, but, but anyway, our ultimate goal is to chase Georgia and Alabama. Both those teams, uh, in Georgia's case, who's in our division, obviously, uh, they have an NFL guy, an ex-NFL guy, as an offensive coordinator, and they got uh, Will Muschamp and I think a co-guy. I don't, I don't know who it is as as defensive coordinator. Um, Saban does the same. Saban's a guy. I mean, maybe it's his own defense, but he's got a defensive and, a, and an offensive coordinator. Compare that with us. Here's where I'm going. Compare that with us. Is we got? I'm not sure who the offensive. I know. I know. I think I know who the play caller is. Uh, and then we've got a defensive coordinator who may be good, I mean, but his, his resume is really short. Uh, so that that's where that's the question I'm asking is, okay, we get the roster fixed. Assuming we get the roster fixed, um, are, are you guys comfortable? Are is that you, am I making sense there? Are we comfortable with? Uh, trying to chase down Alabama and Georgia when they have dedicated, and I know we've got two two offensive line coaches, and so that takes away an on field coach, maybe a coordinator. I don't know. All right, may I, may I start this? Let, let me just start this. Okay. Okay. Anywhere along the line, you disagree with me? Stop me. Okay. Okay. Last year, Florida has an experienced defensive coordinator who's been a coordinator around the SEC and around college football. And what happened? Defense wasn't very good, and fans wanted him out. So he goes. So there is your experienced SEC college football defensive coordinator. Now you have a guy coming in here who was a coordinator at Louisiana, no SEC experience, and essentially it's the same issue. Where's the problem? Well... Uh, no, no, no. Then, Where's the problem? I'm, I'm trying to. If you let me, if you let me, answer, okay, I, I'll get there. Uh, I, I, I see a big difference in Will Muschamp and. No, 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 no. Uh, You're not answering my question. What, I didn't mention Will question? Muschamp. I'm saying with Florida. Where's the problem? Uh, well, I know you keep going back to the talent, to the talent level. I guess we have to wait and see till we get. You, you think Georgia talent. has pretty good talent, <laughs> JD? JD, I will oh, tell. Uh, I'll tell you excellent. this. I know Will Muschamp pretty well, and he told me this spring that we got a very good defensive coordinator, and I trust him. Okay. Well, let's move over to the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Both Georgia and Alabama have dedicated offensive coordinators, and Georgia's guy is an ex-NFL guy. Compare that to where we're at. I'll just I'll hang up I, and listen to this. I don't know if the stats. I mean, let me let me back up there too. Okay. It, okay. It's it's Steve can give us our numbers, but they're going to be skewed because it all starts at the quarterback position. You got maybe one of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time in Alabama, and then you got a guy who does things you can't yep. teach at the quarterback position at Georgia. So I don't think that's a exactly. fair comparison. Right. Let, let me before this week, JD. Alabama scored 40 points a game. Georgia yep. scored 38 points a game. Yeah. Florida scored 32. Yeah, we're not far off. 
Yeah, we're not far off, and, and and actually Alabama's had some games on offense where they they weren't that clean. And they, they yeah, didn't look that I good. have a lot of friends that are Tide fans. They want Bill O'Brien gone, and yeah. they get and and that's that's with the best. Let me that quarterback has made them so good. It's scary. Yeah, but he's leaving. Thank goodness. Now here's the bigger difference: scoring defense before the game. Georgia eleven points a game. Florida twenty nine. Yeah, and and that, and that, and you know, we we I mean, you've gone around and around and around with this, Steve, with everybody, and uh, you know, until we get better on defense, I, I mean, heck, the the FSU game was there for the taking. If we could just get a stop here or there, and we couldn't, yep. And and Jordan Travis made us look like we were in a greasy pig contest. But if trading catches that ball, it's a different exactly. game. Yep. All right, JD, you got to run. Exactly. Thanks for your call. One forty-four time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I am Cherry Chick. Florida men's basketball will face Florida A&M this Wednesday at 8 p.m. after losing to West Virginia 84-55 to last night. Meanwhile, Florida women's basketball will play Perry Field A&M at 5.30 p.m. this Wednesday. The Gators men's and women's swimming team will be competing in the Toyota U.S. Open in Greensboro, North Carolina this Wednesday to Saturday. The Orlando Magic will play the Brooklyn Nets on the road tonight at 7.30 p.m. after losing 133-103 to to the Philadelphia 76ers last night. Week 12 of Monday Night Football continues as the Pittsburgh Steelers face the Indianapolis Colts. Catch coverage of the game right here from 7.30 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Cherry Chick. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Chronic joint pain has a snowball effect. It's not just the pain. What that did is just make me depressed that I couldn't get back into the gym. And I was inactive, gaining weight. I had to find another alternative. And for Chad, that alternative was QC Kinetics and the non-surgical natural biologic treatments that can give lasting relief to aching hips, shoulders, knees, and backs. Once they explained it, it made sense. Putting what we have inside our body back into us in a certain strategic way to heal up in a natural process was fantastic. QC Kinetics treatments take place right in the office. No downtime, no surgery. And as for the outcome? I'm just back to bouncing around, having fun, doing my work, living pain-free. Don't let chronic joint pain rob you of your quality of life. Discover advanced regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics. Call now to learn more. It's a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. This holiday season, it's more important than ever to make sure you make your money go farther. And while interest rates are on the rise everywhere else, at International Diamond Center, we're lowering rates all the way down to 0%. That's right. Now through December 12th, International Diamond Center is offering 0% financing for five years. This is in addition to IDC's amazing unbeatable value prices, so you can make their Christmas dreams come true. How about an $8,000 diamond tennis bracelet for just $133 a month? Or check out a special collection of affordable and timeless classics like diamond studs, gold fashion and diamond fashion jewelry with instant savings of 20% and some hand-picked specials even marked down to 40%. Don't let anything keep you from getting that headliner gift this year. International Diamond Center has the price relief and the interest rate relief you deserve. Merry Christmas from International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. On approved credit. 
If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are. 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Hey, Titan MRI, you'll visit the only locally owned and operated MRI imaging center in town. Call them up, start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. Well, Shane... Mark says that you mentioned about Trey D missing the interception. He says insignificant because FSU then punted and then Florida scored a touchdown. Oh, okay. Okay. We're good. Yep. All right. Let's get uh, Tony and Boxing Jim, and then we'll end uh, with emails. Tony, hello. Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of calls about our defense. I, I'm not saying we have a, a, a really good or, or definitely not great defense. But the offense has to do their thing, too. Uh, we're winning at halftime 24-17. Then we come in and do three three and outs, which gives the defense no time to breathe. And during that time, uh, they scored 17 points. We, sco- we scored got nothing. And uh, when they had time to breathe, after we put, put two series together, scoring 14 points, they held them to seven. So – I think a lot of that has to do with the inconsistency of the offense and not giving the defense any time to catch up. Okay. I mean, you can point to any a lot of – Yeah, I mean, you can look back, Tony, in a lot of things in a game and a key. But I think the expectation is, like you just said, for three series they went three and out. Look how many series the Bucks went three and out. I mean, that happens yeah, it's sometimes. Part of, it's just part of football. I mean, it's it's unfortunate. I mean, no games go perfect. Um, right. But I, I hear what you're saying. And I do, too. Yeah, I, I just thought that. And and then when we do have the ball, a lot of times there's there's no sense of urgency. I mean, we, we go way into the count when we're behind. Well, well there there's – I, I don't know this. But just looking from afar, knowing the roster, knowing how limited we are on offense, and you just talked about we ain't real good on defense. So right. if you go three and out very fast, you just put a bad defense back out on the field. You're right. Look, You're here, right. here's the, here, 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 here's my thoughts, and this isn't directed at you, but to everybody. Um, just my thoughts on the, the season, you know, you know, when you, you can question the clock management, you can do all these things. This coach knows – the personnel and this team way better than any of us do. He is trying. He is paid to win football games. He's going to try to make the best decisions to give us a chance of winning. You may not. You may think we need to go in a hurry in two minutes at the end of a, a situation, at the end of a game or half or whatever. He may be like, I, I can't call a play right now because I don't know what we're going to do. I could put us farther behind the eight ball. We don't know, but we got to trust that he is trying to win the football game. Oh, I, 
never a thought otherwise. Never thought otherwise uh, that he wasn't trying to win the game. I, I just, I just have never seen a sense of urgency in this team this year. Uh, playing the clock down when it's late in a qu- in a half or late in a quarter. I mean, you know, and and we did score the one and and win the game in the end by going a two minute drill. All right, thank you, Tony. Appreciate it. Boxing Jim, hi. Hey, Steve and Shane. Well, I'm glad that <clears throat> this regular season's over. Hopefully, we can win the bowl game and at least, uh, you know, um, not have a total losing season. Um, we just don't have a very good team. Uh, we need to improve uh, on the coaching side and on the offense and on the defense. And we're going to lose some seniors, but uh, we're going to have basically the same players back next oh, year. Oh, no, no, you're not. You no, 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 no. Where are they going? Transferring out? Bingo, and transferring in. Yeah. I, I was going to say, unless we can go to the transfer portal and get some better players in. Now, we have a few young players on there that's showing uh, some potential. Uh, okay, but I, I want to ask Shane um, a question, a two-part question. I heard that Richardson was going to sit out the bowl game, and that's fine with me if he does. And, and do you think that he's going to declare for the draft? And I hope he does. I hope he's not on this team next year. My, I've thought all year long that even back in August that he would be going pro, and I'm going to stick with that. Me okay. too. Well, I hope you're, I hope you're right, and I hope he's not back next year because we, we we're not going to win with him. Thank you guys. Love right. show us. Today. Yep. Thanks, Jim. But I hope Gator fans, it, it's it, by them saying like that right there. Now, when if Anthony's tearing you up at the next level, you, you don't be calling on. You know, I wish he would have stayed another. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I, I think, you know, he could be in the league for a long time. He may not be a starter. We don't know. But I, I hope he has a great pro career. All right. Let's go with emails here. Gator Steve says, I read this weekend that AR and a lineman, probably Torrance, sitting out the bowl. No one has declared that. That's what some people are thinking or projecting. Uh, isn't this a sign of going pro? Yes. If you're going to set out the bowl game, that is a sign you're going to mm-hmm. go pro. Yes. Um, Andy says, if AR opts out, doesn't play in the bowl game, do you think Miller gets a shot, or do you think Kitna goes? Kitna will play. Okay. Uh, Peyton says, can you think any athlete who normally was pretty good made a big blunder, now is forever known for that blunder more than their stellar careers? Bill Buckner is his example, you know, the ball going through his legs in the series. So he's asking if – is he referring to a Gator? No, just an athlete in particular, I guess is what Maybe Mark Sanchez, your buddy. Yeah. His butt fumble or order was. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why that came – I think somebody mentioned that on a show the other day. Uh, another Andy says, uh, question about those comparing Lincoln Riley, how he did with the transfer portal, and why Napier didn't do more last year in the portal. With Riley being in the Big 12, he was looking at more FBS players, had a better database than Napier did. How do you know that? Look – he brought two really good players off his team to us. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't think uh, wide receiver's pretty good? Oh, Ricky Pearsall's very good. Okay. Uh, he's a guy that has another year of eligibility. Does yep. he come back? We'll see. Yeah. So, I mean, the database, just because you're coaching at Louisiana doesn't mean you don't know 
other players. Yeah, and usually when you look at this this portal, and, and you know, Billy was with Pearsall, I think, at Arizona State, so they had a relationship. It goes back to relationships. Yep, it is. And, by the way, uh, he asked, will they do more in the portal this season? You bet. Oh, boy. If they don't. I, I'm going to guess. Steve, I'm going to ask you this. Tw- over or under 20 new players from the portal? Under. That is a lot. It now that was a bad. But 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 not by much. Fifteen. I'd buy that. I would buy that because, look, it's just like the guy at Missouri, right? He's third in the SEC in receiving mm-hmm. yards, right? So it isn't in the old days. You know this. You were thinking about transferring. Yeah. Right. Why? You want to play. Correct. That was ninety-nine percent of the reason why athletes transferred because they weren't getting a shot at school X. They wanted to go to school Y. That's not – it's the case sometimes. But now it's – Win. Win and get paid. And money. Or get paid. Yeah, so, you know, and, and I, I don't want our fan base, after portal signings are over, to call your show and complain about, we just picked up a guy from northern Illinois. Okay, well, one of Florida State's best defensive linemen played at Albany, which I think is like Division three. Yeah. And he's a stud. Yep. You don't know. That's, and that's where the staff research goes in. Um, Michael says, big props to volleyball. Another SEC title. Hosted the first two rounds. Three all-SEC players. Mary Wise is the GOAT. Yep, we talked about her. And they will host on Friday and Saturday. To end here today, Shane, you, know, you wonder how motivated Florida will be for the bowl game. But I think this staff has had the team ready to play most of the time. But I want to look big picture here now because we'll do this tomorrow on Inside the Huddle. Michigan's win was astounding mm-hmm. to me. They just they didn't they beat up Ohio State at the horseshoe for three quarters. The first quarter they didn't. No. But the last three they did. But I mean and again, all of a sudden now Jim Harbaugh is a genius and Ryan Day can't coach. But now it's going to be interesting because USC controls I think controls its own fate, mm-hmm. right? And does Alabama still have a path to get to the playoff. I think they do, but it would have to – a lot of things would have to happen. Yeah, they do. I mean, they have two losses by a total of four points on the last play of each game yeah. uh, on the road. So, uh, but, but I believe if our conference, was, which was situated like the Big 12, which is going to be in the future where there are no East and West, that um, wouldn't Georgia be playing Tennessee – in Atlanta? Yeah, teams with two best records. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yep. Um, and I'm looking forward to that. Because, look, you, you can talk all you want about this schedule. It's going to be different every year. Yeah. I mean, some years, like Coach pointed out last week, remember, Georgia didn't play, what, LSU, Alabama, or whoever? Mm-hmm. That's luck of the draw. Look at the schedule Florida had to play, even though Texas A&M wasn't the team many thought yeah. was going to be. So you just don't ever know. Um, all right. That's going to do it for today. Don't forget, Shane back here tomorrow with the head ball coach inside the huddle at 11 o'clock. And then we'll do sports scene at noon and take more of your questions, calls, and comments. It is going to buckle up because it's going to be a wild ride here in the offseason to see what transpires here. There's no question in my mind about that. Thanks to Elliot for producing, and thanks to you for listening. Always appreciate when you do. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF.
WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville, from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM. It's always college football season, and the king of college football reigns supreme all year long. Southern Sports Today proudly presents The Chuck Oliver Show. It's an inside look at everything college football, presented by Dr. Pepper and Hooters. You're home to watch all the college game day action with an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. Now live from Atlanta, Georgia, it's time to talk college football with the reigning king of college football, Chuck Oliver, on Southern Sports Today. I counted no fewer than 12 monster outcomes in college football this weekend. And we're going to ignore about 10 of them. Chuck Oliver Show on a Monday. And what a tremendous Monday following the long, long weekend of really great games, man. Back to the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving night. I had 50% of my dessert for the year. Had uh, pecan pie. And pumpkin pie is just fantastic. Um, but then Thursday night, after I'd eat myself into that vacant stare that we get about 7 o'clock, it was time to watch the Egg Bowl. It's fantastic. I was in Thomasville, Georgia, and the wife and her family went down to uh, Tallahassee to the Florida-Florida State game. They're all Gators and Seminole and everything else. So they all went down there. Um, and so I stayed and watched the game, and then all day Saturday, just fantastic weekend. And when I say there were 12 monster, ignore about 10 of them, here are the two you need to concentrate on at least first. Michigan in, ACC out. Now, there's your bottom line takeaways. The two most important on field immediately to what we're just about to see happen, it's those. Now, are there other storylines? Oh, my gosh. When I just said ACC out, What was I talking about? I'm talking about the playoffs. Clemson. No, I got a policy. I'm about to say Clemson. What in the world? Always give credit to the kids who win first. South Carolina, bravo. Dan, get Beamer on. Um, South Carolina, bravo. By one scenario, am I off on this? Did they just beat the number five team and then the next week the number eight team so if this were an eight-team playoff and South Carolina had been the four seed and they advanced and then eight had upset one and South South Carolina would be playing the two seed for the title like they've already had their playoffs and brother they're winning Now, there's actually going to be a step down in competition to wherever they go to their bowl game, but it's going to be a good one because Clemson's still a really good team. I don't want to take anything away. So, when I say Michigan is in, so you're assuming Michigan wins the Big Ten title game? I think Michigan's going to win the Big Ten title game. Um, Purdue is no pushover, man. And, by the way, attitude-wise, Purdue don't care. Purdue's like, yeah, okay, we're going to take our shots. And it may be, you may beat them 56 to 20, 